the Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Thanks for stopping by the Abstract Athlete Podcast. As always, I want to say thank you to our listeners for the great feedback and questions, and thank you to our sponsors. I want everyone to check out our downloadable daily creative exercises on our website, theabstractathlete.com. It also gives plenty of information on upcoming events and workshops. And do not forget to follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We have a lot of really great upcoming podcasts coming up, and today is one that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, I'm going to talk with an incredible photographer and a pretty damn good former NFL offensive lineman, Tony Mandrich. We'll talk about Tony's past and future and what inspires him and how he got into photography. You can see his work at TonyMandrich.com. Welcome, Tony Mandrich. But yeah, like so, you know, we're recording oh, now. So, um, oh, did that fall? No, no, I'll play that. <laughs> Everything is. Totally. There we go. Oh, wait. There we go. <laughs> Can there be one dial that just tight? I know. I said never. Can't there just it be never one? Does Photoshop never does. tool? <laughs> no. Right. No. Never. Exactly. Um, I think you know just the idea of creativity, but it, it's almost like you know you just did that E60, right? And they touched right at the end on the creative aspect of mm-hmm. you. And so like, that's where almost where we want to pick up. Okay. But at the same time, I want to go back because I think it's a, a super interesting story about how you got interested in photography. Right. Um, the actual, the actual catalyst. Yeah. Right. Which was, which the was photo a shoot. photo shoot for the a cover of right. SI. Oh, by the way, we have Tony Mandrich here. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're just gonna go jump right Who? in. So, exactly. <laughs> Who <so>. cares? <laughs> we're just sitting down here, and, and actually, it's, it's like a creativity. perfect day here in Scottsdale, Phoenix. Yes, I think. But I just like you know, like sixty-five degrees, a little overcast. This is the this is the rainy season, right? This is well. I mean, obviously winter, but right. this is uh, like from I would say October October to May yeah. is like impeccable. And people don't realize in the desert, I mean, it gets cold at night. Uh, we just drove through Sholo. Yeah. Probably saw snow and stuff. I, I was yeah. like, st- we were like, we're an hour outside of Phoenix and there's like right. a foot of snow. Yeah. I was like, what yeah. is going on yeah, right Yeah, you now? go to Prescott's an hour away, Prescott Valley, <laughs> yeah. Flagstaff's hour and a half, two hours yeah. max. And, yeah. you know, up there, they're at, I think, over 10,000 feet elevation. So, I mean, there's a huge ski resort up but there's there. More that... snow, there's more snow there than uh, Chrysler's up in, in Fort Collins. And we're right, just like, right. we're driving through. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's nighttime and there's like a herd of elk on the side of the road. I was like, right. all, around, all of a sudden it's white knuckling. Right. I was like, oh, shit. And you, can't, and you don't realize how yeah. big they They're are. They're huge. huge. Over 1,000 so, pounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's not that wasn't the crack of a beer. Yeah, that is a, that is a Red Bull, <laughs> not a, a sponsor was, yet, not yet sponsor yet. <laughs> Actually, the Red Bull's stopping here soon. Um, it's, uh, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I actually, I, I, I've done a lot of research. 
Yeah. Not that this is a creative thing, but <laughs> I've done a lot of research and uh, there's a lot of the stuff they put in Red Bull is not good for you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm, I've, but I'm not going to give up my, you know, energy drink. No. So I'm going to end up with a, uh, a drink uh, called Ignite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Made by yeah. Kilcliffe. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Cool. Who is, uh, was initially, well, was founded by the Navy's two, two Navy SEALs. Oh, no, that yeah. I did not know. And every, I think they, I think that every, a portion of every purchase of Kilcliffe products goes to the Navy SEAL Foundation, which is the families that have lost their husband or that was really? in the Navy SEAL. Yeah. Oh, that's they're, awesome. Yeah, they're based out of, I think, Atlanta. They're, Great people, great uh, company, and and when you look at their ingredients, yeah, yeah, and they've been around since 2011, almost yep. 10 years now. So, not that I want to be sponsored by them or something, <laughs> but uh, they're my product podcast, of a recommendation. <laughs> and the only reason I'm drinking a Red Bull today is because I've run out of my ignite. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> That's good. They uh, like that. I wonder if that'll get edited. <laughs> Who knows? No, Who knows? no, no. I'm keeping that in. Yeah. But I, I, so yeah, so go back to, and I mean, we can start wherever. Like, again, I just want you to like talk, but I think in the creative aspect uh, that it did, did start from that first Sports Illustrated photo shoot, correct? That was like the serious, uh, it, it was an interesting time because it was like, you know, Polaroids were the test shots. Right. It wasn't now like digital. Right. Uh, digital, you look at the back of the camera, I got to adjust this. And if you really kind of know what you're doing, you, you can get within 80 to 90% before you have to start looking at the back of the camera right. because you know the light, you kind of know. If you're outside, it's really bright. It might be a little bit, you know, um, you know, if you're or a little bit, a few more extra test shots. I do a lot of my shoots in studio. So I know the lights. I know the settings. I know... If I'm shooting at whatever f-stop, I know what I what I want. What I want for the end product is how I'm gonna, you know, do my setup with my. Right. I'm not gonna leave my camera at 125th shutter speed, and you know, f8, right, and just leave it there and shoot. You know, and there are people that do that, and and or leave it at 2.8. They love shallow depth of field, yep. and. Um, you know, they shoot at 250th of a second or some people just shoot at aperture priority and just let it figure it out as far as shutter speed for a good exposure. And none of those things are wrong. Right. But I, I don't want to, and I caught myself getting stuck at a aperture and a thing because I liked it and it was perfect for what I was doing. And if that's what my end result is, then that's what I'll continue to do because that, and I'll, you know, test here and there and try to tweak things to see if I can get them better. But that formula for that result was working very well. And now I know that and it's in the toolbox. Right. So now it's time to broaden the horizon, put more tools in the toolbox. Yep. So. No, and I think that like what is cool to me is that it is, you know, like your expand. we were just talking, we were walking in here. Um, you're expanding your horizons as a photographer constantly. You know, I think if you go to your website, TonyManagerichCreatives.com. TonyManager.com. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay. The company is yeah. Tony Manager doing, doing business as okay. Tony Manager Creatives. Yeah. And you can see like there's all different kinds. Like there's there's landscapes, there's uh, mm-hmm. portraits, there is what I call conceptual stuff. Mm-hmm. We just like mm-hmm. 
showed a piece of yours, which I would think is is like Absol- on the conceptual and and I, I th- conceptual abstract. Yeah. yeah. Dark side. Yeah, no, but I think that's what's like really amazing about Dark side that's colorful. Yeah, but that's exactly it. Like they're like these beautiful images that when you look at them and then you like start understanding and you read the text on this this particular one that has text with it, it's like, whoa. And you talked about another one when we were when I was here uh, over the summer, mm-hmm. um, the seven deadly seven deadly sins. sins and the seven cardinal virtues. Right. Yeah, and that's again like things that you're working on. Right. Yeah, that are in progress. That are, you know, if there's nothing in the tray, if you will, you right. know, like if there's nothing on deck, it's like okay, where are you going? Right. What's next? It's it's uh, it's I, I'm. I've always been, uh, you know, pencil to the paper, yep. have a plan. And that is so not artistic. Right. Right. No, that's struck. That's, that's type athletics. A personality. That's right exa- no, and I think that's something I actually wanted to talk to you. Do you think, because I, I myself am very much ritual based, which I right. totally associate with being an athlete. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm in my studio every day. Right. Just like I work out every day. It's right. the same damn thing. Right. And it's like, that's actually one of the things we're trying to instill in people is like, think about creativity as a practice, which it is, but they don't bring that athletic y- y- sense to yeah. it. Yeah. And for, for me, you know, like a more, like a common question you'll hear is, you know, what's your religion? Right. Or, or I'm just throwing that as an example. It's, well, it's how I live is my, my, you know, dogma or my religion or my spirituality or what I believe in is how, how like, how do I live is what I believe in. Right. And that's why I live the way I live. Right, wrong, or indifferent, it's right for me. There's times that haven't been right, but I've learned from them. And that's the key is to learn from them and not repeat them because you get the same pain. Yep. Um, and it's a constant work in progress. I have a feeling I'm going to live a long time because there's a lot of lessons <laughs> to be learned. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. it, but creativity to me is the same way. Um, you know, where do you get your creativity from? Every single moment of my life, subconsciously, I'm looking at the creative in the world. Right. Even driving by the gas station, even driving by wherever, it's like sitting at a light. Like, and it's like it's not for me. I mean, I don't look at it as a job. I don't look at it as oh, you're consumed with creativity. It's like no, it just comes. It it just it feels correct. It feels right. It it feels like I'm just taking it all in. Yep. And you know. Keeping, how do you respond? How to do it? I re- right and and taking what I like and leaving what I don't like behind? Yep. And that doesn't mean that it's wrong that what I leave behind. It's just that it's not what I like. I like this well, part better. And you can even go back to it, like yes. and reinvestigate it, which yes. I think we've talked about that. You yes. have done that, and and said yes. like again, like you said, that learning experience. And I mean, shit, all of us are. It's constant. Right. It's constant learning experience, particularly as an artist, because something or, triggers something yeah, else. Yeah. And, one, I think one of the best lines I've ever heard as far as, or sayings, and it's not even a saying, it was just somebody, this guy had said this, and um, he was the uh, dad to a very famous actor. Um, I, I won't say who it is, um, but he had read this book over and over, probably thousands of times, this one book. Right. And it was, and it wasn't a long book. It was the first part that he read all these times over 20, 25, 30 years, 
um, were the first 164 pages. And anybody that hears me say the first 164 pages will know what I'm talking about. Right. And somebody had asked him, you know, being where you're at, being successful at doing what you're doing, doesn't that read? He and he's like, I read out of that book every day. He's like, doesn't that get to be old reading? Like, doesn't it get to be mundane? Doesn't it get to be like, gosh, this is like so repetitive? And he said one of the most profound things I've heard ever in my life. And I heard it on, you know, it was, it was recorded. And he said, the words remain the same, but we don't. Yep. And I can read that same sentence in that book or in any book, or I could watch a movie or I could do what it, it doesn't have to be a book. It could be anything and be in a different place, Yep. a space emotionally, a different, uh, I've grown, I've digressed or, or whatever the correct word would be regressed, digressed, whatever. Um, and it'll mean something different to me then yep. because of life experience, whether it's been good growth life experience or hardship life experience, those same words that meant a certain thing even three months ago mean something totally different now. Yep. yep. No, that I, and I, I love that. Yeah. Because I, was... I, I have that same kind of experience personally. Like I actually have a, a, a friend of mine who's a painter and he stopped painting for a bunch of years and he started doing something that would collections of oh, did you get a real job uh, yeah right, no. <laughs> <laughs> right? hell no what no. do you do a photographer well, uh, like what, what do you do, do though yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you pay the bills exactly <laughs> and and he he came back to painting and he said i'm just making the same damn paintings i was making 20 years ago and it's like no like you're not and he was joking right. when he said it but it's that idea that you went through this entire process of something else yeah. you're coming back to something that maybe is familiar but it's with all that learning you're in a different place like you're saying like emotionally physically uh, and, yep. and so i yep. th that's that's like really beautiful and so, that's what makes the world so interesting right but that's like that actually reminds me of something else we talked about this summer is like you actually really do you listen to a lot of books on tape yes like audiobooks um, yeah yeah and um and you read a lot and you think a lot about things that do like move you forward yes i guess is a way to say it yeah or make me um question things mm -hmm. that that's better. Uh, or move yeah. forward yeah. or and and um i think david goggins was one david one goggins there. is yeah. for and, you know for me his his book um that he had released is um can't hurt me yeah. um which is you know a bestseller it's it's done so well it's absolutely incredible. Like I thought I had hardships in right. life and everybody's got hardships. You know, just because, you know, unfortunately mine were on the front page. Right. That's the only difference. Yeah. I mean, you're hard. has to be harder though, because it, it is. Well, it is. I mean, I, I mean, don't know if it is. Not. I don't know yeah, if it that's, is that's because true, you know yeah. what? Pain is pain. Emotional yeah. pain is emotional yeah. pain and grief is grief and yeah. resentment is resentment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love is love. And, and, um, and it's kind of like, I don't, I actually didn't mind that it happened because, and I've said this before about, you know, it forces you to grow. Right. Pain forces you to grow emotional pain. You either grow or you tuck your tail yeah. and you go into a cave. And I think the, uh, you know, the whole process of, you know, now I'm getting way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be. Though. For me, yeah. I'm getting way. <laughs> I used to be the black and white. If you can't touch it and feel it, it doesn't exist. You know, when I was younger, now I'm like, do you know there's neutrinos the going grave. through this chair right now? At the, 
gazillion miles an hour and and uh there's only a few machines in the world that can measure them right right um but i i think the the whole purpose if i could say it in like two sentences the whole purpose about being here like on this earth in this existence in this field of of existence the first phrase i would say is it's not about me that's the first phrase and in my younger years it was all about me right it was like you know it's like and there's days believe it or not i know that you may <laughs> but there's still days i do think it's about me right. and i get reminded real I quick that's that it's a not... human thing. I think <laughs> right that's a human it, it is thing. it is yeah. and there's an art to accepting it yeah and and then the the second part to that that is very um strong strong part of my belief system is you know what can i do for you how can i help you if i even can right um how can i be of service so all those three things that i just said are really the same thing just said differently it's like it's not about me it's about i'm here to see what i can add to the world instead of what i can suck out of the world right and i used to be that remora and you know, I didn't know what a remora was. A remora is a fish, and they're, I think they average maybe two, up to two feet long, and they're the fish that everybody knows when they've watched Shark Week right. on Discovery <laughs> Channel. They're the and fish that swim swim beside the sharks, up right. against the sharks. There's, you know, 20, 30 of them up against the sharks, yep. and they're remoras, and they're job really is almost to suck the parasites off the yep. the um, skin or whatever they would call it on a shark so they do serve a, a, a good purpose there the analogy i like to use in that saying the remora thing is there are parasites out there yep. that in human form that hang around the sharks Yep. And they leech off the sharks and they're blood suckers and they suck spirit out of the world. And I was one of them for a decade yep. and I still have the potential to be one of those at times, but man, I mean, talk about way less. Right. Okay. And then, you know, I've always felt if you really like, I don't have many friends, what I call friends by choice, because what I expect out of a friend like a true, true friend, um, once I share with that person what I expect from them because that's what they're going to get from me, right. um, they're like, no, that's cool. We'll just be acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's want that much. Cut it off right there. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, you know, I mean, and it's like, because it's like, you know what? To me, a friend is something that is, it's a term used loosely. Love is being used loosely. More yep. and more the, the way I, as I grow up and as I'm getting older, um, you know, you would r rarely, you know, use the word love to a friend or, or, or like to an acquaintance or something. Hey, you know, I love you. Have yeah, a good yeah. trip, whatever. It's used more of a, like an in endearing way now, I believe in my experience. But if you're say my, you know, partner my person my wife my you know if you're a husband or if you're married doesn't matter what it is boyfriend girlfriend doesn't matter what it is that person is your person right 
And that person, and this is just my belief system, that person I will, I'm in their corner, okay? And when I say I'm in their corner, even if they're wrong in public, I'm in their corner in public. Right. But behind closed doors, I'm going to be the one that says, and I would expect this out of my partner to me, to be, hey, look, I don't agree with what you did. I don't agree with what you said. I don't agree with how you treated this person or how you treated that situation. And I tell you this, or I share this with you. I don't tell you. I share this with you because I love you. Right. I'll love you no matter what, whether you continue to do it or not. But a true friend will tell you that. And they'll tell it to you in private and not embarrass you in front of people. Yep. And they'll always be in your corner, you know, and I'll fight literally to the death for you. Yep. And that's why I have very few friends. Right. Honesty. Y- yeah. And it's, I'm... it's, it's, it, I mean, it's, and listen, anybody that says they're a hundred percent honest is full of BS oh, that's, yeah, it doesn't exist. because it's, it's impossible. Yep. It's impossible. You can lie by omission. Right, just not include all the facts. So, you know, rigorous honesty, raw honesty. It's like I'm as honest as I can be. Um, and do you think not that- to hurt, like to not to not like be honest? Where it's like, no, I could tell this person this, and it's not that I did something wrong. It's just that it's very minor. It would really hurt their feelings, and it's really negligible it doesn't really matter right so it's like and, and that's really not a, a great example to I, I didn't even give an example i just kind of gave a, a a generalization but yeah everybody like lies everybody oh, sure. does it's just it's just the way it is it's, and it's not just this society like in america it's no, not the western society no. you know apparently in the <laughs> some countries they don't even have gay people right, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like it's been said at the United Nations yeah. by the leader, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, and I'm like thinking to myself, yeah, the reason you don't have gay people is because when you find out they're gay, you kill them, right? <laughs> that's, <laughs> and it's that's, unfortunately, yeah. 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 you know, and and it's kind of like, you know, it's like, wow, uh, I, I, it, it is like it's it, crazy. But it, see, this is interesting to me because I think this goes back to what I was saying. Like, you're very introspective, and like, is do you think that that started? At the end of your career, beginning of your, like in, in your My whole life, like your whole life. See, yeah. I mean, I think that that's, that does lend to like the creative side because like that idea of being curious. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like, I think we talked last year again, mm-hmm. that we're all curious people. We're all, we're all creative people, right. but not everybody acts on it, you know? Right. And I think that's what I think is fascinating that you did act on it. You know, because you didn't yeah. have to, you know. No, no, I didn't. Um, I walked away from a lot of money. Yeah. I, I, I had a, I was part of a family-owned business yep. uh, with my own, uh, part of my own, like a lot of my own capital invested. So it wasn't that I was working for the family. I was working with the family in partnership, making a very good income. Um, this is the golf course, Yes, correct? yeah, in Canada. And... Um, you know, and, and I'm not going to, I'm not blaming anybody on anything. It just, it, it didn't work out. Um, when you said it was a happiness component, I mean, right. for lack it's of like a better way Yeah. To say. And I wasn't like miserable. Right. I just wasn't like, you know, it's like, you know, 
writing it, Macklemore says it in one of the songs that he sings, um, and I think it might be the good old days. It's a, it's. I think he released it within a year, but he says, or, but he talks about it. Might not be that song, but it's a Macklemore song that was released on his last album. And he says, "The check doesn't make you happy." Nope. And it's true, and that's a hard thing to believe, unless you've had the big check. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a hard thing to be like, yeah, but. No, I mean, I think you said it this way to me over the summer. Is you said, I've made millions of dollars and I've made and been $30,000. And I've been, right. uh, I've made millions of dollars or and been miserable. I've made millions of dollars and been happy. Yep. I've made a little bit of like, you know, I don't want to say broke, but right. I've made very little money annually and been miserable. And I've made very little money annually and been happy. Yep. So I, I was lucky enough to get to cover all four and then look at them all and say, okay, it's the check that does not make you happy. Right. But don't get me wrong. I will take the money and be happy. <laughs> if I could choose, those are the ones. And that's, you know, that's, that's part of the goal. Yeah. Um, and then... And it's not an easy thing that... No, to be a photo- it's being not. a photographer is not... Yeah. No, it's not because you have... And there's so many different genres and... Yep. If I really was in photography for the revenue, like part of it, um, like I could immediately probably triple or quadruple my annual revenue right. by shooting weddings. Right. But I'd rather take a steel fork and stick it in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I have to That's be. It's not true. actually happening, by the way. No. <laughs> right. That, the wedding stuff's not happening. Right. So it's it's being true to yourself, and yep. and, and you know, and I'm joking around and, yeah, but it's yeah. like i've shot a few weddings but they were already existing clients from um commercial shoots and right. advertising shoots and they really wanted me to shoot it. and i'm like yeah but my style is a little you know edgier and different yep. and they're like no that's what we want and i'm like look you could get there's a lot of great photographers here in Arizona that are wedding photographers because there's like these resorts here yeah. and there's like <laughs> wedding every weekend. Yeah. They could be booked every weekend if they want. Some people go to like the wedding expo um, show where they have all the companies that make yeah. the dresses and the, and, the, and the food, you know, the catering and the photography and the video and the drones. They sell, they'll like book 500,000, like a really good one. Now I'm talking like higher tier. They'll, yeah. they'll book $500,000 worth of work on a, on a weekend show for that full year. But yeah. again, yep. that look, is, that's I, not your thing. I, I, I can't live with myself. No, and I think like, again, you can actually see the, I don't want to say the joy in your work, but that, again, the passion. Yeah. You can see it. Like, um, I'm thinking of um, the couple photos we, of Liz and... Mm. Of, yeah, Liz Merritt. Um, yeah. And uh, who... Uh, oh, Vincent. Vincent. Yeah, Vincent. Like, you can just see yeah. the love in that work. Right. And again, like, the, the piece that we... The, um, the Demimon. Yeah. Yeah. That was with my girl, uh, girlfriend at the time. Yeah. yeah. And you can just see... Who I wish that was my girlfriend. Right. <laughs> Well, there's... Uh, That's not a podcast. No, we're, we're, we're not, not going down that road. I'm not, yeah. so, I think it was that photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, I, <laughs> she was like, this guy's weird. Is, exactly. See, damn it, art. Yeah. No, but you can actually see that, that it, it's guttural almost. Like yeah. that, you, that you you really love what you're doing. and I do. And I, that, I do. that, like, I think at the end of the day, that's... 
you know, that's winning. Yeah, and, you know? and, and it's the evoking of emotion, whether it's disturbing or whether it's whatever that... Because the reaction to, say, that series of the Demi Mond we did, um, the five pictures, it could be individual pictures because yep. each one has its own kind of like word that I had put to it that was kind of like a, a moat that like insinuated a, a motion or an intention of something happening uh, in a still image. And you put the five together and then it makes it easier to tell the story because right. you see a progression. And then you add the three or four sentences on what was the inspiration for this. And that's just the surface. Yep. The real core of that is personal life experience that I've experienced personally and then been like, Oh my gosh, I can relate to that. Right. Like, like I've lived in a different way. I've lived that pain and that hell and that whatever. And, and it could have been anything. It just happened to be, that's the one that like, what I say, if it stops me in my tracks, I know that's the picture right. or that's the image or that's the idea. Um, you know, when you're, everybody's scrolling through with their index finger on uh, Instagram, scrolling through the feed, right? Looking at who they're subscribed to and just looking at all yeah. the, who's posting what. I want to create the image of when you're scrolling, scrolling, you stop oh. and you go back up a couple and say, oh, whoa, what was that? Right. That's the image I want to, that's the thing I want to capture. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that, that like, again, I think I mentioned that, a year and a half ago, though, I think there was two, maybe there, maybe all five were up, but I think there was two in particular that I was like yeah. attra immediately attracted to. And we ended up taking the, you know, the other two. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, that. yeah. But at the same time, I think we always talked and for I was conservative. like, some, yeah, probably. <laughs> the, no, but there was always that, that idea that I was like, I really want to do these. And then that conversation with, with you started is like that you, this is, this is actually a series. This yeah. is actually supposed to be together. And then like, to like see those together and to have the text, it just like, you know, it's like yeah. it's a mind blown yeah. kind of experience. Yeah. And that was, and you, you do work in series a lot, I think. Correct. Yeah, you I do. Um, as far as like compilations. Yeah. 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 yeah I do. Um, I do. Uh, it, it's so hard. To, it's so difficult to express what I want to express in an image, especially with a self assignment. Right. Um, in one image. And that's that's kind of what the the seven day deadly sins is exactly. about. Like exactly. I know you said you've right. been really in your head thinking about this for years. Yeah, yeah. for years, and uh, you know, and obviously I'll do a lot of research on it. Right, right, right. Um, and then I learned. I mean, I learned so much about it. I knew what they were. I yep. could name them off. Like right. I could name five of them off. Like and then be like, oh yeah, and then there's that one and that one, <laughs> and then. And then you come to find out, okay, well, which one am I? Well, there's one that I think that I am like the most of. Right. And I'm like, no, after reading everything, it's like, I'm the worst one. Uh <laughs> I'm like the one, I'm the one where all these different objective writers or interpreters or of the seven deadly sins that write about them or put them on the internet or everything from, from professors to somebody's opinion. Right. I'm the one that is the root of all of them. There's one, like there's one that is the root of the other six. Right. And I'm like, Oh my God, 
I didn't realize because when I read the description, I was like, oh, well, that's me. Right. And then I was like, well, wait, that's that person's opinion. So I'm going to read somebody else's opinion <laughs> until I read what I want to hear or what I want to see. Right. And yeah, it was everybody had a slightly different take on it, but 80% of it was, no, this is what it is. And all of them said, and I'm talking probably over 30 different things that I've read that talked about this is the main one and all the other ones are the root of it. Right. Or it's the root of all the other ones and it's pride. Wow. And that's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) And then my jaw hit the floor and I was like, wow. Right. It's pride. And I, so I thought, no, I got this. I, I, you know, my whole life, I got this. I can do this myself. I, I don't need anybody's help. If you want it done right, do it yourself. Yep. Right. Who, who do I trust? Me. Me. Yep. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you have a balance. I mean, yes, we, you have to be responsible. You have to be able to do stuff. You have to, but <clears throat> to never ask for help is, is pride. And, and to never ask for help, and that in, in a lot of ways is not a good thing. Uh, no. Because you're basically saying, I've got all the answers. And look at what all the answers got me God into damn, a treatment I, center I, in freaking yeah. Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, I, I, I might be pride too, damn it. I just, like, I just like, like, shit. You're like, why do we have to talk like, about that project? Oh, no. Right? Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I mean, I was born and raised Catholic. Yep. Um, What's my belief system today? How I live? Well, yeah, I believe on the in the Christian God, or or and and I don't judge people that believe differently. I mean, every religion or dogma or whatever has their extremists, and that's what people focus on. Right. The priest molesting the altar boys, um, somebody from the uh, east flying airplanes into buildings. Yep. I mean, it's, those are the extremists. Yep. Look at the look at the, the people, the, the the people yeah. and then look at their reading, their version of their Bible, yep. the Quran, whatever it may be, the Bhagavad Gita, whatever it may be. At the end of the day, if you take the time, it, it would take some time to go through all of it. It's all about good, being good and being of service and, and, and you know, dumb, really dumbing it down for myself. Yeah. It's, it's about, it's not about me. It's about adding to the world. Yep. But the media focuses on in, in all respects. the extremists. Yeah. Just wanted to take a real quick break here and remind everyone to check out our free downloadable daily creative exercises at theabstractathlete.com and make sure you check out Tony's work at tonymandridge.com and now back to Tony yeah I think I mean it's like that goes back to you know to you like they focused on the bad stuff right you know right it's like the good stuff hey great that's nice okay next No, yeah, then that, we're we waiting for you to, to screw we up. To, we don't need to talk. Yeah, exactly. We don't need to talk about you. And, uh, and I will say that the, you know, um, Simon uh, Baumgart, I, I hope I said his last name right, um, was the producer of my E60 piece. Yep. Um, so, you know, kind of built a good working relationship with him. And he's, he's basically one of their 
producers that does like E60s or outside the lines, kind of investigative reporting. Yep. The guy did the best job um, of uh, sharing my story and because, and, you know, he's the guy that puts it all together. Right, right, right. And obviously with a collaboration of people, but it, he's the guy. How did that come? I mean, how did that come about? Did Jeremy Shap like want to... So do- Jeremy Shap... Um, is a phenomenal interviewer. Yeah. I mean, he's oh, a, he's God, a, he's absolutely. a journalist. I shouldn't yeah. say interviewer. I don't know if that'd be insulting. He's a, he's a journalist. Yeah. He's, he's won great awards. His dad, yeah. you know, is iconic. And Jeremy's becoming yeah. iconic. Yeah. If absolutely. he continues on the path, he is. Um, great guy. Uh, beautiful setup questions that I didn't fall for, for Jeremy. I'm like, come on, Jeremy, come on. Seriously. You're going to ask me that question. I, I didn't say it. Cause, cause just, I was like, you just give him a look and I just, like, nah. I just answered it. And yeah. I was like, you know, and then he, you know, would like, let it go and just, and then set it up again. And I was like, I wanted to say, you know, I've done this like thousands of times <laughs> right. and screwed up hundreds. Right. So I've learned not to do certain or say certain things that could be taken out of context. Um, even if you know, they're true or whatever, you know, I told them them before, um, when they contacted me, because it took a year to do that whole documentary or that E60, they contacted me, Simon contacted me and I didn't know Simon and he's like, I'm one of the producers and yada, yada. Right. And would you be interested, this was via email, would you be interested? We were kicking around the idea about doing a, an E60 on you. Would you be interested? Because if you're not, well, it really takes a lot away from the, like we could still do one with public information, right. but if you're involved, if you're involved right. obviously it makes it more from the horse's mouth, like certain parts. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, under the condition of two things, uh, I said, number one, at the end, it doesn't have to be a feel good story. I said, I said, you don't have to, I don't, you don't have to say, Hey, look at, yeah, he screwed up. And then he did look at all the, you know, things he's done after. And, you know, even though there's been screw ups after, but it doesn't have to be a feel good. Hey, look, this is a good person story. Right. I'm fine. You write it the way you want to write it because you're the producer and you guys are ESPN and you guys are the authority right. on TV for sports. I said, I want people to be able to learn from my mistakes. And I said, that was like my number one thing. And I said, and just right up there with the number one thing, which would be the number two thing. I said, but it, they're equal value to me. As I said, if you have any intention or anybody in that office or that building in Bristol, Connecticut has any intention of coaxing me or trying to get me to throw somebody under the bus, I said, you're wasting your time because it ain't going to happen. It's not, I'm not going to Conseco it. Right. Or, you know, I'm just not going to do that. It's, um, it was, I I mean, I do think that there, you, there's a redemptive quality about you, not just in the, in the, in the football aspect. I think you, when you came back to the Colts, you, you know, there was that in the sports vernacular, like you, you redeemed yourself for, for what, in, for, not maybe for you, but for the other people, I think you did, but also just, and again, not to like mm-hmm, pump you mm-hmm. up and stuff, but I think that the stuff you're doing creatively is inspiring. Like I've told you 
when people see your photographs and we have to, we get to talk about them and, and mm-hmm. let them know who you did this and then like this kind of like this is Tony Man yeah yes and and it's like I, I always use this phrase what does that, he do for a living no, no, yeah exactly it goes back to that so he waits tables right. like the rest of us you know hey you do what you got to do right <laughs> exactly it's it's not beneath me no right no, I right, right? if I have no, but, to I have to but there is this there's um. You know, like, because we always say, like, you know, sport, sports figures are heroes. Like, so you grew up with that because you mm-hmm. were that, you know, statuesque, huge yeah. guy. But now you, like, make these amazing photographs that change the way people not just look at you, but change the way that people look. Right. And there's, there's, there's a hero aspect to that. Mm-hmm. And I think what, you know, like, I always use the phrase that working with somebody like you, which is... She's chasing her tail. She always does this. Sure, I do it We're all the time. I, <laughs> me too. I'm still trying. <laughs> but it's, it's, it gives people permission to be creative. Like yeah. you give people permission and there is a hero quality to that. And not to like put that back, like not that that's a burden, but it, I think it's actually really important um, to like have that yeah. ability to do that in a different way. So there's like, I do while I agree, like it's interesting hearing how that, the, the um, documentary came about you, there is that redemptive quality about not just that. I mean, I wish they would have gone more into the art. Right. 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 I mean, you know, that's a selfish thing for me because I do think again, that furthers your story. Right. Um, which I think is, well, they did talk to, um, slips my mind, the photographer's name. Like, oh, the, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, yeah. he was a prof- the to- they did the first. Yeah, tradition. and uh, yeah. he's a professor at Syracuse University. Mm-hmm. I'm, his name slips my mind, and it's probably edit that part well, out no, because well, I don't well, want to insult it, 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 him. But he's like, I mean, he's iconic. Yeah, he's iconic, and and um and at that time there was no internet. SI yep. was the authority. That, absolutely, like they carry way more value than they do today. Yep. Um. So you know they're not going to hire a yo-yo. Yep to shoot a cover um and but it was yeah he i mean no i was gonna look it up yeah yeah no no <laughs> look it up and then we can edit it in <laughs> we can start that part right um gregory eisler Greg i think that's eisler right. yep. or, yeah I with h right. yep yeah yep. Um, but you know what i mean like i and again um there is like you know i i have a, a multiple buddies that came to the show in richmond last year that we showed your work and they both played college football mm-hmm. and, and they were both offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And you were like this guy. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you, you know, Jay Demerit, who we worked yes. with as well, who's a, you know, World Cup soccer player, grew up in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And he posted something on Twitter. It was like, you know, here I am after I played World Cup soccer, Tony Mandridge was a hero growing up. And here I am and I have a piece of artwork next to his in a gallery. Like who would have imagined? And that to me, that, that is to just me, that's cool. Like that's exactly what I say. Like that to me is right. like, that's like where the walls start getting right. knocked down and all that right. shit that we, you know, yeah, we try to build yeah. up what athletes are here, right. you know, artists. We, def- we try to define ourselves and right. a lot of us define ourselves by our, only our past. Right. And, and there's part of me that, that is, yeah, I mean, part of me is defined by my past. Sure. And it always will be. And I even identify that part of me is my past. Yeah. Um, and it'll always be that. But there's also a lot more of me that's not. Yep, absolutely. That people don't know about just because of some of the things I've done in the last two decades 
have not been stuff that has been front page news, right? right? I mean, it's been mentioned yep. that, okay, now he, you know, he does photography or whatever. And, um, you know, I had tried some other things like, you know, financial advisor for yep. two years. And I was like, no, it's not me. The, the golf course business. And it's like, wasn't the void wasn't there filling the void it, the void was there was something missing and then but i always kept coming back to photography i would get up early in the morning at the golf course and before any you know sun coming up and people are just teeing off but if you go to the back nine there's nobody on there and the dew's still on the grass yeah. and and, and stuff yeah it's just incredible whether it's the first snow because yeah. it was in you know southern ontario uh it's just there's so many incredible landscape opportunity shots there's so many cool things and the great thing then was because i was a serious hobbyist and you know in 2004 i guess you could say well i mean i was like yeah this is what i'm gonna do for a living this is how i'm gonna make my income so before that i was a serious hobbyist just as passionate just as involved except i had a job that i had like many hours of responsibility for and then on my other hours i would it you know, shoot whatever I wanted. The great thing about shooting landscape is it doesn't talk back to you. Right. right? <laughs> and you don't have to direct it. Right. Right. Well, and that's what I was going to ask that. That's funny. You lead me into this question. Right. It's like, what is that your favorite kind of photography or, people? or people, landscape landscape or, or the conceptual, I mean, the conceptual can go anywhere, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like, do you, or do you have a favorite? Like, cause you really do have multiple bodies of work. Yeah. And and very, again, like staggeringly beautiful and mind provoking mm-hmm. and, and, and all different kinds. And that's what I think is like amazing to me. So yeah. I like it is an interesting question because I, ne- I didn't talk right. ask you about this. So I, uh, it's not part of this answer is not going to be popular. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my like my most favorite thing that I have shot or things that I have shot have been um demographic has been uh, male or female um older than 50 55 mm-hmm. um up to 90 like that demographic um with a lot of life experience yep. hardships and because i mean you know i don't know anybody that doesn't have hardships at some time in their life if they do they live if they don't they live in a, a cave and a that would be a hardship in yeah. itself but People that are, and, and I'll say this about women, especially when a woman is comfortable in her own skin, it, 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 you know, and usually I see that in women that are 50 plus. Right. It is one of the most beautiful things to watch and photograph. Um, the experience, because, you know, as I dialogue with them when I'm shooting, they can, if I, you know, okay, let's do this, but a little bit more seriously, but approachable, but, you know, you know, I'll use certain words, certain phrases, um, but I'll also build rapport with this person as much as I can long before the photo shoot, if it's possible. Right. Um, so you get that trust factor. Um, they see how much you put into it. I always, you know, I'll always have that, people will always say to me, gosh, it was more than a photo shoot. It was almost an experience, right? Because it's like, I'd never, like nobody's ever dug that deep into the detail of do this or do that or 
um, think about this when you're doing this, right. but do it your way. Don't do it the way I'm describing it. Do it the way you do it in your natural human mannerisms, the way your body's built, the way your facial expressions are. Because, you know, uh, you know, a fitness athlete will contact me, female or male, or let's just say female, and she's like, I want to do fitness shots and like fitness gear and stuff, and and I want to look really beautiful and sexy. And I'm like, okay. What's your definition of beautiful right, and yeah. sexy? Because Everybody there's a hundred different, different <laughs> definitions of beautiful and sexy. For some people, some sexy is um, uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, uh, I know we're going to edit this part. These <laughs> out. Uh, the word I'm looking for is... Um, promiscuous oh right so like implied or promiscuous and that's sexy to them okay well i need to know that right because i want to deliver the best product for you because they're your pictures you know sexy to me may be something totally different Yep. and it also depends on a person like what that person is like what you know and it's like anything else when you're photographing a, a person you're telling a story yes and and you're telling the story with the information, it's in the filter, but you're the you're the you're the one telling the story, right. even though they might be giving you the, right. the 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 points. Like you still have to get it out of them. Right. Like you like you said, the word the, the right rapport word is like you have to and build. Story. Yes. Right. And I there's one image, and when you started talking about like an older set, that I like is always one of the images that I always love yours, and it's an older guy long white beard mm-hmm. yeah. and he's shirtless yeah. and he's just standing there and like he looks like he's pretty ripped yeah, for, and, yeah, he, yeah. Like, and he looks yeah. like he's probably Paul, like 60 yeah. but he he like you can see the life yeah he like, he has not lived a sheltered life he's lived life to the fullest right. and is and still is and i appreciate that yep i, I, I don't want to be um i don't want to die with a fully perfect functioning body i want you know and i'm not talking about like you know just the organ i'm talking about i want everything wore out (laughs) because i want it to be used and 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 he he, i think one of the things that surprised him the most was i always kept saying paul just be yourself right that's all i want just because you know it was like and i and i think almost everybody thinks i have to okay in front of the camera i have to be you something put different. different yeah, it's exactly. like, wh- why do we want to be something different? Yep. We want to capture you yep. and who you are. Yep. That's what we want to, you know, transmit. So, you know, Paul's got a lot of life experience, as do as does Liz, as does Vincent, yep. as do a lot of the people that I, um, you know, have already done, but I haven't published. Like, I literally have like hundreds of finished images that are done, ready for print and ready for putting on the website. I just haven't posted yet. Right. Um, and, and the reason is, it, it, um, I'm not compelled to yet. Right. Okay. And that's the only that's reason. Cool. It's just a gut feeling. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not like a gut feeling like, oh, it's going to be judged or I, I don't care what you think. Art is art. It's subjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, Absolutely. it's like, oh, I don't like the color red. That's right. good. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> then don't paint your wall red. <laughs> right. Done. Like, don't buy a red shirt. <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, there's no like specific reason holding me back. Um, although, no, but like you said, you're the artist. Like you right. are in control of yeah. what you show, what you do. Yeah. And that, I mean, like, again, I, in, in thinking of that, like what, 
what I want to say, what are you working on now, or what? But I know you're still thinking, working on the seven deadly yes. sins. But are are there's are there other projects that are bubbling for you? Well, there was are... there was a project I was gonna do that was I was very very serious about doing it, and I still may do it. The only thing that discourages me a little bit is um, there's in the last two years there's I've seen a lot of it. Just all of a sudden, I've seen a lot of it. Now I don't know if I've seen a lot of it because you're I, looking. right because I'm looking, <laughs> or if it's like just a lot of people are doing it, and. Even though I was never in the armed forces, um, but I have a, a very soft spot in my heart for the military and the armed forces. Doesn't matter which branch. Right. I mean, they're there for our freedom. Right. Like, uh, I mean, they're a necessary <laughs> thing for our freedom, for our democracy. I yep. mean, and there'll be, you know, I don't want to say liberals or Democrats. There'll be people out there yep. that will be like, you know, we're wasting money on that. And it's like, well, it's kind of like, if you don't have it, it's one of those necessary things. It but in those people, I could never wrap my head around committing my life or a decade of my life or part of my, a, a significant part of my life to um, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, or an armed for one of the armed forces to fight for a country, my country, Canada, America, doesn't matter what. I could never, like, I was like, I appreciate the heck out of it. I could never wrap my head around it until 9-11. Right. And when that happened, and I was in Canada when it happened, and I was living there, and I was like, I want to enroll in the armed forces now. And, you know, it's just that I'm broken, right. <laughs> physically broken, right? right? But it's like... It's like now I can see and have a taste of what freedom is not like. Right. And that continues today. So you, you really, what's his name? What's the guy from the Cardinals? Oh, Pat Tillman. Yeah. yeah. So you really. He, he walked mean, away from seven-figure yeah. salaries. Yeah. Pl playing a sport, one of the greatest sports in the world. Yep. In the, definitely in the country. Yep. It's the, I, I, it's the most popular sport in this country. Yep. One of. One of the more popular sports in the world. I don't think it trumps soccer. No. I don't think it trumps, um, you know, maybe like rugby or, or certain other. Soccer, I know it doesn't trump. But um, he walked away because it, th this is the part. I mean, that sounds his like a very similar. Right. His conviction for what he believed in is what I want to photograph. Right. Yeah. Oh, God. That, see, that that's conceptual. Right. Like that idea, right. it's you're... You, that's what I, you know, again, talking yeah. to you this summer, thinking about the idea and like photographing ideas, not things. Right. And that's, that's it's that just, conviction yeah. that he had that he, I mean, you think about it. He sat down in his home or in his car or somewhere after nine 11. And I, I don't, I don't know what the details were. If it was a knee jerk reaction or, you know, look, I think a lot of people were like, Heck yeah, right? Yeah. There was a lot of people that said, heck yeah, if Trump gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. Yeah. Well, Canada's population hasn't gone up, right? They that with every president. So, right? <laughs> <laughs> so his, at some point, if you really think about it, he had to get real with himself and his maker and be like, what do I stand for? What do I believe in? And what am I willing to do about right. it? And if he didn't join the uh, you know army and um special forces and 
Um, it doesn't make him a bad person. Right. I mean, but it, that conviction was so strong in him that he chose that. The amount of respect I have for somebody like that yep. is, I mean, I, I couldn't even describe. Right. I couldn't even describe. No, I, I agree. Like, it's, it's, you can't even, like, you can't write a story like that. No. I mean, it's not it, even it, yeah. it's something that you could not make up. Right. Uh, so, I know you have to leave soon, but, um, so I don't want to wrap well, up too quick, but um, I know you said something about... We can go uh, 15 more. Okay, cool. Um, but it, just to finish, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the finishing of your question, so the project that I really was strong about was shooting, um, <laughs> shouldn't say yeah, yeah. Word, shooting, <laughs> yeah. photographing, yeah. capturing um, vets. And they don't have to be 70 and 80 years old. Right. They can be 28 years old with one tour right but with an experience that screams off of an image right of them being themselves right um and 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 even thought about making a book out of it with a one or two page story of each one in their words right um but i've seen a lot I haven't seen the book part of it, but I've seen a lot of people do pictures of like World War II people because that right. that, that lifespan now is dying, is dying yeah. right? Yeah. And um, you know now Vietnam is like or Korea or it was like the last like big war where there's still a semi significant amount of people still alive. Uh, but I want to capture that because when you have bullets flying over your head, when you're told that you have to defend and you have to shoot kids. Yep. If because that kid just blew up your friend or his yep. that six year old just had you know strapped it's C4 some... blowing up your you know one of your people in your in your uh, platoon, yep. hey it's man, a, that's a tough decision. It's I, you know, I, I mean, I like I like you, I was never in the military and, and have a huge admiration for military, and that's something to me that is not even I, I can't wrap my head around right. it, like because all I have ever seen is movies. Right. And I think that's predominantly what most people see is like movies of war imagery. Right. And that I'm just like, and, and a lot and of that's, that's embellished. Right, exactly. A lot of it's true, yeah. but a lot of it's embellished. But yeah. it's just like that, that understanding of what our veterans went through is. Just, and then the aftermath. Right. And, and they're lucky enough to get back. Yep. And then all the, you know, syndrome, the, you know, post-stress and, right. and yeah. all the stuff that they're... No, and PTSD is such a... It's you know, real. Like, it's real. And that's one of the things that Chris and I are trying yeah. to deal with in yeah. terms of, like, creativity. Because we do think that creativity can be, like, a really... We don't... I don't, I don't like the phrase uh, art therapy. It's but an outlet. You, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and an it is for me. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know if I've had PS... Uh, or whatever PTSD, PTSD. Yeah. I must have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I express my work through my life experience, yep. both pain yep. and the good. Yep. Um, I just like a lot of dramatic lighting, so it seems like a lot of it's darker. Then it, and when you look at it, yeah, I think that enhances like the drama of, right. of what you're talking right. about. Like, right, I try to express it on uh, the best I can. Yep. Yeah. Do you? Uh, the only reason I'm asking this question, and actually, I just thought of this, was I noticed that you went to some football camps this summer. Yes. Or yeah, this summer, yes. like you went to the Chiefs. Yep. And yep. up to I, I spoke at a, a, a 
uh, Tri-County Medical Health oh, cool. um, okay. thing in Kansas City. Right. Um, uh, mental illness uh, facility. Awesome. So, right. you know, from mental illness, it, right. so many things stem, anxiety, depression, all the stuff that have to do with vets, right. have to do with um, athletes, have to do with really anybody. I mean, you don't have to have been a professional anything to have suffered right. from something to have a mental illness. Um, so I spoke and, and, you know, they wanted my, pers- you know, wanted to hear my story, right. um, you know, I guess from the horse's mouth at their 29th annual right. banquet. Um, and, uh, it was a great experience. And then while I was there, you know, we took advantage of, right. uh, coach Reed was gracious enough to, uh, cause he was, like, he was one of the coaches in green Bay when right, right, my right. last yeah. year there, and he was gracious enough to invite me, uh, cool. in and, 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 you know, just an unbelievable human being. Yep. Like people that you know, people only know about Andy Reid is about what people write about Andy Reid. Right. If they really knew about Andy Reid, your jaw would drop at what kind of a human being he is. And and his well, and that's what that's what I was going into. That like, yeah. have you ever thought about photographing players? Um, or was that too? You know, I I I I would, and um, I have, but not active players. Right. Yeah, that I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be active. Yeah. Like, but that I, but I wouldn't want to do the active players because, uh, for a lot of reasons. Right. But the the retired players, right. uh, or uh, the total opposite of the spectrum, the Pop Warner. Right. Right. Oh, or the yeah, yeah, yeah. you know girls yeah. soccer team, right. the you know thirteen to fourteen right. year old, yeah. you know, or whatever the case may be, like a genre that, you know, like in that it's like the purity of sport. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, and again, like, because... Is that girl taking steroids? Right. Yeah. Right? No, she's, right. she's 11 years old. Right. Right. But I think that, that, like, again, like, that's good. that goes back to your story because I think the filter of how you you show the images you're thinking about is... It just... It's, it's so humble and it's so stark and just... I use the word nakedness. Like, your images are just... They are they're what raw. they are. Yeah. It's raw. They're That's raw. That's a better word. And, and they're really, um, they're a direct result of my life, my right. own personal life experience and how I see the world. Right. I see the world a certain way because of my life experience, right. as do you, yep. as does everybody. Yep. Um, and, and there's a commonality, but then there's a lot of differences. Well, absolutely. And, you know, my daughters are, <laughs> you know, there's... What's wrong with the way you look at the world? Right. Right. You know, it's like, does it stop me from loving them? No. Right. But does it create rifts? Yes. Sure. Big time. Yeah. Unfortunately. And um, at the end of the day, they're still my daughters and I still love them no matter what. Right. You know, and it's like, but just like my parents escaped from communism in the 50s. And and they were like dodging... um, the lights from gun from gun turrets crossing borders from Yugoslavia to another country. So it's like, wait a second, right. mom, wait, <laughs> you're telling me, you know, and you know, my mom telling me stories like in fourth grade in Europe, her mom walks into the classroom. So you can imagine in the 1940s during World War II, uh, and pulls her out of like second or third grade and says, I need, we're shorthanded. I need you to tend the sheep in the, 
in the mountains to keep the wolves away. Jeez. And she's 10 years old and she's a girl. <laughs> Here's the stick yeah. to hit the wolf with in case. And my mom was like, oh, okay. It's Didn't like, even question no, it. No, yeah. it's like, that's how life is. Yeah. And so I have like th those thoughts, uh, her and my dad telling me about air raid sirens. Because they were on Hitler's, like, right. like Yugoslavia was communist, they were on Hitler's side. Right. You know, she's like, you could hear the air raid sirens of the UK coming in the bomb, right? And you'd have about 60, 60 to 90 seconds to get underground. And like, that's like not stuff just for movies. That was real. real right. And it's like, oh my God, it's like, when I... Second, and that's your mom. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, and then it's like, okay, it's the second practice of the day. It's hot as heck. And I'm sweating and I'm feeling sorry for myself and I'm making a million dollars a year. Right. And then I think of those stories and I go, oh, yep. <laughs> I'm one of the luckiest SOBs yeah. in the world. Yeah. And it gives you great perspective. That's what I was just going to say, that perspective yeah. part. But, I, you know, again, like to me, that that is your story that and that comes through and it goes it goes into all these things that, you know, we talked about over the summer and what we've talked about on the phone. And you are like, you are still kind of this hero. And the way that I think that you tell stories now is just, it's, it does inspire people. Like it makes people, I think they gravitate towards it. I think you know? what it does, I think what it does is like, it lets them give themselves permission to do it, whatever yep. that it yep. is. Yep. Um, whether it's to stop drinking or drugging, right. whether it's to pursue something that they've um, wanted to do their whole life as a career, but always been afraid to jump. Yep. Absolutely. Right. So it doesn't matter what. And then uh, it's because like, I mean I think again like your story of like how the different stairs that you like have gone up going i mean how hard how how hard is it to go back to pro football after four years right it was four years or three it, it was three yeah th a full I mean, three that's, yeah I, a full three it was hard and you did it yeah but sobriety and, six uh, you know 11 months before i signed with the colts i got sober yep so it was in not a thought of it can't be done. It was right. impossible right. to get sober. I tried hundreds of different ways. Right. And then the miracle happened. And then I realized when I walked outside that treatment center door after 17 days, because that's all I could afford, it was a thousand bucks a day and I had no insurance. And it was the best 17,000 bucks I ever invested in my right. life. And I thought to myself, my God, this was seven, 18 days ago. This was what I'm doing now is it was impossible. Possible. And because I was at day 11, even though I was still shaking from the opioid withdrawal, um, I started laughing. We were laughing at our own nonsense with my other <laughs> peer patients right. in, in treatment. And I thought, it, it, my gut hurt from laughing. <laughs> right. And I was like, I, I'm like, I haven't had that feeling in 10 years. Wow. And that was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm, you know, digging my nails into it. Yep. And... And it, it was a it was a huge paradigm shift, and and the really the paradigm shift was um, from what's in it for me to how can I help or what can I do for you, and that doesn't and mean that goes back 
Right, and that goes back to what we talked about yep. earlier. And that doesn't, and I'm, but I am human. Yes, I am selfish. Yep. Yes, I'm, you know, look, I've, there's been many days I've self-loathed in sobriety. And, you know, God willing, in three months, I'll be 25 years sober. Oh. But still, you know, even a couple of weeks ago, I, I had a day or two where I was feeling sorry for myself about one thing or another, or bills or this, or just pro- everybody's got these problems. Yep. What makes you so unique and special that you have to self-loathe? And, and my pain is greater. Well, of course it's greater. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, though. But, right, right? but that's but it's like, human. Right. That is human. Exactly. And I'm maybe unique. That's I'm it. special. It's my pain. Yeah. So yeah. it's more than yours. So it but counts more. I think more. Like, that idea of acknowledging selfishness, people don't do that. We're all selfish. That's, it is human to be it's, selfish. It's human, yeah. Acknowledge it and accept it. And, but work through it. Like. The, exactly. gi- the give back that you're giving, I think, is like, I mean, you know, Chris and I just, we always, you know, say like how honored we are like to work with you. And it's not just that. It's just like, you're, su- you're such a good dude. Like, you're just such I a good dude. That. Like, I mean, and it's true because it's like, we just rap on the phone. And like I, I told somebody the other day, it's like, it's like I've known the guy like forever. It's like, it's just like, it's really easy. Right. We just talk about shit and, it's like, you know, move right. on. And But I just get excited because I think... When I see your work, when I see like the passion that you put into it and where it's going and how you affect people, you are giving back. And like the, at the end of the day, like that's what you're, you want to do, Yeah. but you're not just wanting, you are. And yeah. like, we're, that's why we need to get you to an event so you can actually see it in right. person because right. we get to see this, how people interact with the work and, and how it, you know, I had, I think I told you last year to that show that we had in Richmond one of the teachers in the art department came up and said, this piece right here is just the showstopper. And that, Which one was it? The, it was Liz. It was oh, the Liz, Liz yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, love, like that, I love that picture. That, There's confidence in a woman. Yeah, and yeah abs- absolutely. And she, like, she shows it. And like, a pro- and it, yes, it, and it's like... And the way she's looking oh, at you. It's just it's, yeah. freaking jaw-dropping. Yeah, For yeah, me, it's yeah. just jaw- I was like, ah. Uh, I was you like, captured, ah. You captured it. Like, and that's the thing. is <laughs> right. like, that's where the inspiration takes right. place. So yeah, I know you got to go. And I, I don't... Trust me, I ain't trying to kick your ass <laughs> out of here. But, but um, I like truly, truly appreciate um, my you doing this. And, even, and, it's my privilege to be asked to do this, no, so I appreciate it. No, and we'll, we'll do this again sometime because like, there's definitely more... Cause I think we're just scratching the surface and yeah. um, this is just fun and it's like really easy and, and all that stuff. So yeah. um, thank you. Thank you, Tony Mandarich. My pleasure. Right. Thank you. Thanks again to Tony Mandrich and for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. <laughs> really such uh, fun hearing his stories and love of photography. Really can't find a better, more humble human. Again, you can go check out his work at TonyMandrich.com. Please stop by our website, TheAbstractAthlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information. See you next week when we talk with former U.S. national field hockey player, national championship coach of field hockey for Princeton, and VP of performance for WHOOP, Kristen Holmes. And for those of you that don't know what WHOOP is, go check them out at WHOOP.com. 
Thanks again. Do not forget to exercise the body and exercise the mind. Stay healthy out there.